Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, also the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. Also check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Plenty of writers there writing really good stuff, and it's free. We do not have a paywall. We do it on the Heat, the Dolphins, the Marlins, the Panthers, the Hurricanes, and all the teams in town. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. This episode's coming out a little bit earlier on Sunday because we know that you're all watching the Super Bowl. Do I have to call it the big game? Is the NFL going to sue me? Uh, if you are, it should be an interesting game, but you make it more interesting with prize picks. Use the code 5FIVE. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. We did episodes all week on the Five Reasons YouTube channel, getting you ready. We went through the quarterbacks, the running backs, the receivers, the defense and special teams. We gave you our prized pick. So check it out on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. That'll help you play. But the most important thing is get your free money. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. You can't play if you don't deposit. That's how this thing works. And then pair the players together. The Patrick Mahomes square is free. It's free. You can play it for $25 with anything else up to $25. All he's got to do is throw for one passing yard. That's it. Okay. So it's basically a free square. Pair him with something else. You get one right, you win money. Go to Prize Fix. Go to the Google Play Store, Apple App Store, or prizefix.com and use that code F I V E. And now, today's episode. Down to this gang. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple stars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the other hand. Was it over trust? It's probably so the guts. We're not going to sit here and pretend Y'all can hang that everything it up. is fixed. They played two lottery teams. Welcome to Five on the they Floor, won them a both. daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA. And Bam was tremendous defensively down the stretch of that game. And they pulled it out. And they were down 17 in that game. So this wasn't a question of them blowing a big lead and having to figure it out. This was a, a, a them against a team that honestly has a lot of young talent uh, and a lot of size. And they had to figure out a way to win, and they did. And so we will do an episode over the next week about why they're succeeding in the clutch. We're probably jinxing that before they play the Nuggets and the Nets these next two games but why it's working in the clutch because their clutch numbers actually this year are very good, but mostly because of their defense. And we will talk about why that is, but we're going to use Alex and Brady for that. Greg and I are going to do a transaction episode here. Yes. There's still a transaction episode to do. I said, I would not do this. We're doing it. So here you go. Okay. Buyout season. And Greg, I I've said this many times. Fans always make too much of this. I feel like I'm killing the episode before we start. Because there is not a great history for the Heat or any other team with buyout candidates. Um, you are getting mostly damaged goods. Now, I feel like this season is a little different because there was so much activity 
50 transactions or something like that made on trade deadline day. And there's so much parity in the league this year that good players or, or players who were really good, who may still have something left to offer ended up getting moved or other players got moved to teams, which made other players more expendable. And that player may have more value on a different team where he's a better position fit than on the team that he's currently on. And so I do think there's more potential to find a useful player. And also with the Heat's rotation struggles where their roster is so top-heavy right now with so many guys out, Oladipo's still out. Spolster said that he may be back before the deadline. I'd heard he wouldn't be, so we'll see. Yurt's not going to be back before the deadline. Um, they and, and obviously, Duncan Robinson's not going to be back before the deadline. So they are there's and, you know, Haslam's out and not playing anyway. So they've got all of these dead roster spots right now. They're struggling to find eight guys that they can play. So in that context, you look at some of these names, you're like, okay, they can help. So Greg, we're going to go through them. Um, for the first list, let, let's get to the ones. First, let's let's address the two that we know there's no chance of getting. I'll just mention that before. Terrence Ross, who might have been a heat fit as a shooter. He's killed the heat in the past. Supposed to go to Dallas. He's going to Phoenix. That They convinced him to go to Phoenix. So that one is done. And Reggie Jackson is going to Denver. Well, actually, I think he's a good fit there. So those two are off the board. I don't know what the Heat's interest would have been in either, but either of them, I think, could have helped them in their current situation. Let's get to the other guys we know are getting bought out, Greg. Okay, so I think that you hit on something that we should highlight and preface before we get into the name specifically. And first, I think we should talk about the guys who've actually been bought out, and then we'll maybe run through some names that people have reported could be bought out because I think that that's where this ends up becoming a much more uh, exercise in depth and breadth of assortment of players to choose from versus just the guys who've been bought out so far. But in previous de- uh, like buyout situations, even this usually is like two guys or three guys, something like that. And then you have like small groups of teams that could potentially be involved Sometimes it was like at max five players that would get bought out at certain points. And you're right. There's never really that guy that goes somewhere and completely changes um, the, the complexion of something. That being said, there's more names now parody salaries being moved for no damn reason other than their salaries uh, to make trades fit. And the first name is Russell Westbrook. So there's some weird stuff going on with Russ right now in that, there's talk of him potentially not accepting a buyout and just keeping his $47 million and staying in Utah and just being a part of whatever that looks like to, through the end of the year. I find that to be probably pretty unlikely. So that's buyout candidate one, because I think eventually they're going to get there. Um, I'll run through these names and then maybe you and I can go back and forth on what we think is best of them. John Wall is another guy who's going to get bought out, if not already on waivers um, through the buyout process. Serge Ibaka, another guy landed in Indiana, bought out. Will Barton, bought out. Goga Bikazi, or Bitkazi, um, he is a big man that was drafted recently by the Indiana Pacers. He was also released. James Johnson, we know and love James John or some of us love James Johnson. Uh, he 
was waived by Indiana, but he's rumored to be back. He was in the stands, like sitting behind the bench in their last game, even though he had been waived. He's going to go back and be a veteran presence there, I think, once they clean up that roster. And the last guy who has been um, bought out is Bryn Forbes. So that's the list of guys who have been bought out that we can actually talk about. Then there's a laundry list of guys, and I think we'll get to them next, of who could be bought out and who could help. But who on that list jumps out to you um, as a player that could help Miami uh, specifically? Well, the only one that we know Miami has interest in is Westbrook, right? Like, the, the interest in Ibaka has been there throughout the years, but it, it seems like it's coming more from his side. I I, I don't know. I, I haven't heard of strong interest in them from a, a strong interest from them in Ibaka, but we'll see. Even though of everybody on this list, <laughs> he's the one who has a skill set, provided that it's still active in some way, uh, that would actually help them because he was a rim protector. Uh, he was a pretty good rebounder and he could hit a mid-range jump shot and actually had some range that would that went beyond that. Uh, the Westbrook thing, here's all I'll say about that. I, I expect him to get bought out, but there is a case to be made for him staying and taking his money, other than the fact that he's had confrontations with Utah fans in the past. Yeah, thank I mean, you. Well, yeah, I mean, they're they're 11th in the West, uh, but again, the West, like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, the, 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 number, the number six team in the West is the Clippers, is two and a half games ahead of them. The Pelicans are in the seventh spot, so you know a home game and a play-in. They're a game and a half ahead of the Jazz. The Wolves are a game and a half ahead of the Jazz. The Warriors, again, we all expect them to be better, but Steph is out for a while. Uh, they're a game ahead of the Jazz, and the Thunder, who are in the last play-in spot, are a half game ahead of the Jazz, and the Jazz are tied with the Blazers. So, I mean, the Jazz are ahead of the Lakers. Like, I mean, if we're going to sit here and and LeBron's situation, we don't really know where that's going right now. I mean, they've added obviously a lot of depth. Uh, but I mean, you could make a case if you're Russ, like to see this thing through, rebuild some value here. Maybe I can take this team to the play in. Uh, there are good young players on that team. I, it, it wouldn't stun me if he stays and takes the money. Like he can justify taking the money and staying there. So I, I believe he's going to accept the buyout, but honestly, like other than the fact that Billy Donovan, you know, and he had a good relationship. The Bulls are no better position than the Jazz. The Bulls are tenth in the East. Yeah, uh, they're twenty. They actually have a worse record and a tougher climb to get up. Yeah, right. They're a half game. They're behind the Wizards. Like I didn't even know the Wizards were up there. They're behind the Wizards. The Raptors are a half game behind the Bulls, and the Raptors added at the deadline instead of subtracting. So yeah, uh, that Bulls would have to, to be are- that he would be getting high usage. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know about that. They said the Clippers as well. And then Miami has been mentioned by national folks, but I don't know. Um, I know that they've looked in at Russ before you and I both reported yeah, on, 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 on the stuff with Russ actually kind of when Jimmy first got here, frankly, mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, but times have changed. And I, I, I just, I don't, if I had to be a betting man, I wouldn't bet that he landed in Miami, would you? But let me ask you this question, because some of this to me comes down to Depot for the Heat. Because uh, to me, Gabe Vincent should start the rest of the way. I, I don't even know why this is a debate at this point. Like I, I've said over and over, I don't think Kyle Lowry is going to have a big role on this team going forward. First, Gabe did things last night in the Orlando game that Kyle doesn't do. He doesn't. I don't think they get to that loose ball if Kyle's on the floor. I just think there are things from an energy and effort standpoint 
that Gabe is doing. And I think you just let him grow into this. He's now what eight and three as a starter or something like that this year. Um, he's averaging over 15 points a game in those starts. I, I don't, you have a, you have an evaluation to make on him as again, we've discussed many times about whether or not he can be kind of a complimentary starting point guard or something like that. What kind of money he deserves to, Gabe Vincent should be the starter. Like uh, they're not going to declare that obviously for, for many, many reasons, but the fact that they're starting point guard in name only at this point is out indefinitely kind of tells you that. So this really comes down to Oladipo. Like, I mean, I don't think, and I know this is counter to the fact that they played together in OKC and had a good relationship apparently, but I don't think you can play Russell Westbrook and Victor Oladipo off the bench together with the lack of shooting on this team. I just yeah, don't. It'd be weird. Right. So if that's the case, like, are, are they counting on Vic the rest of this year? Because now, I mean, I know Eric said he'd be back before the break, but it seems like mm-hmm. every three weeks there's something else. Yeah. We didn't say he would be back before the break. He said he's the one who could be back before the break. I don't even know why you would do that. Like, just just that's it's why I had heard that they were going to sit him. Just let us rest him, give him the extra week. But even then, like, are you we've seen good things from Vic. But it's never going to be more than three or four weeks at a time, it doesn't seem like. And can you count on him? So if they don't, if they're not counting on him, then Westbrook becomes insurance for Depot. You're totally right. The Depot aspect of how Russ fits with this roster, you cannot deny that if they're both coming off the bench, how the hell is Zach going to look and work and everything else? But I also think that there's validity to this. And I know that Heat fans may squirm a bit, but just just listen to me. Uh, Russell Westbrook is the ultimate reclamation project in so many ways. And I also think he has the cachet to where if Gabe Vincent has been starting recently and he were to come here and they said, okay, you're going to start next to Tyler as like kind of the starting point guard, everyone bear with me here. Like, I think that that's a scenario where Gabe would accept the fact that Russell Westbrook would get that opportunity. And so that could also be a selling point in bringing him here as a starting player. And then obviously you see where that goes. And I know people are going to cringe, but like that, I just think that people should consider that that's a possibility too. It is. Westbrook and Hero is a disaster waiting to happen also. Is it not? I mean, I, I understand that, that that's the carrot to bring Russ here is, is to tell him you're going to start. I mean, other than yeah. the fact that I know he likes Miami. Um, and, and I think here's the thing about Russ. OK, a lot of this with Russ has been totally overstated. I, and now there's this this rush to kind of rebuild a lot of the damage that the media has done to him over the past couple of years. But, you know, with, you know, I, I saw all those reports about how much he tipped in the bubble and all that. Like, I've heard a lot of really good things about Russ off the court. He's difficult with the media. I didn't like dealing with him the few times I've dealt with him. But he he is not what he's painted to be by a lot. And I think in L.A., he became the scapegoat for, I mean, let's just be honest, for LeBron's SBN. I mean, essentially. I mean, that's that's what they do. And I, I see he's not Kyrie, right? He's not as difficult a personality as Kyrie inside teammates love him i saw even on on the there's a response to a bleacher report uh instagram post about him tipping in the bubble pj tucker pops up there and comments and says top three teammate of all time his teammates generally love him he they needed a scapegoat in los angeles and i, I don't even think it's lebron's people it's espn needs a scapegoat for lebron all the time and so no it's just true it's just i mean it, it, that is a factory I know how they operate. I saw it from the inside. Okay. So then, and Russ became that scapegoat because his playing style doesn't fit 
with LeBron's because really he was brought in to be the guy who could initiate the offense and create when LeBron was off the floor. But they ended up playing together all the time, and it was never going to work, and LeBron should have known that. And they had a personal relationship beforehand, which is why he brought him there. But we all know the type of player LeBron fits with, and that's not it. So I, I think that that Westbrook has been kind of unfairly demeaned in a lot of different ways. I don't think his game has fallen off to the point that people think it has. But he is a fit issue with players, okay? He is a fit issue because – and it's not because he's naturally selfish, I don't think. It's just the way that he plays. He's going to pound the ball for 16 seconds a lot. And him with Tyler, to me, is no better fit than him with Kyle because – Kyle basically just stopped doing anything, right? Almost like in protest, right? Like because the, Tyler was getting these reps on ball, and but Russ isn't going to stop any of that. It, it it's gonna it's gonna look ugly at times. Like if you're bringing in Russ, the purpose of bringing in Russ is for him to run the second unit. I think. True. But that's I, I kind. Of, but that's kind of what Vic is supposed to do, and so that's why. I, and I don't know if you can just bank on their personal relationship which apparently is very healthy and say okay you're going to make that work when you don't have at least two other shooters on the floor at all times how would you possibly play vic russ bam and jimmy together like where is the shooting you can't i mean i mean max is and this gets to the whole point like this team can't shoot straight so it's like if max doesn't have a good night shooting they're completely ineffective so anyway we spent a lot of time on Russ. I, I am not totally against the idea. Okay. I'm not because they need players right now. I mean, they're playing 10 day guys. Okay. But it has to be very carefully crafted. The role for him has to be right. And I don't, if he, if his thing is, I want to start and Chicago can offer a starting spot because they haven't had Lonzo ball and all that. If his thing is, I want to start, I don't know that you can do that. And also I don't know if, if you think Depot is going to play a big role, I don't know how you do that. You, you know what you almost have to do? You almost would have to put Depot in the starting lineup with Tyler and bring Gabe off the bench mm-hmm. with Russ, right? That's that's a better fit. Is You're, it right. Not? You're right. Gabe fits better with everybody because he but can play on or off the ball. Tyler's going to have to shoot great for any of that to work because like there we're essentially counting on him amongst that group of guards to be the guy who's going to shoot straight. So like that also has to be a big element of that. And then like, uh, you know, just to blitz through these other names before we go to the guys who've been like um, rumored to be bought out John wall. Like I am not in on that Pat Beverly, like, Oh, that's going to feel excruciating. I do like the idea of Will Barton, um, Bryn Forbes is like that's kind of like uh, a troll at this point, and then Ibaka obviously would have uh, his merits within the front court, but I don't know how much four he can play, and that's the weird dilemma about this market so far is that there hasn't many of those guys. So from that group, it's like Will Barton, which I think he's going to end up going west, or otherwise, I'm not crazy about that group. Everybody's going west. Everybody's going west. I mean, the trades, everything's going west. Uh, the the one guy I like is Barton. Um, he didn't play very much this year. He didn't have the role he expected to play. I don't know that that skill set that he has goes anywhere for a while though. Like I feel like he could help in a limited role. He's 
He's got size for a shooter. Um, he's never been a particularly good ball handler, but I, I, I feel like you could find room for him. Like I, like that, he like he would, yeah, he would fit. Like he would fit. He could give you relief points. I, I feel I've always loved Ibaka, but I just, I don't know what he's got left. I don't think the fact that he's more of a five now matters though. I think you could put him there with Bam. And honestly, I mean, you know, with what we've seen with Orlando Robinson at this point, like I think Orlando Robinson right now is what he is. Like you're just hoping he's a flat line when he's out there. He just kind of does what he's supposed to do and he doesn't hurt them like Deadman was. Abaka is a replacement for Bam for 10 minutes. Like you could do some game. things. What's that? In a playoff yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He knows how to play in playoff games and you could do some things with him that you do with Bam. You could do some things even at this stage. Um, and he's a worker from everything I've been told around, you know, so I, I feel like that of all of those, those would be the two. I, I would not look at John Wall at this stage. Um, they, they hyped him big time with the Clippers this year, and then they didn't want to play him. And that tells you everything. Uh, James Johnson. No, thank you. Bryn Forbes. I know he outscored Jimmy in one playoff series, but no, thank you. Um, and Pat Bev, not at this stage. That, that's Please, not what this no. roster needs. No. Uh, just play Gabe if you're going to do it. Just play Gabe. Yeah. Like Gabe is a younger version of him uh, without some of the sideshow stuff. So I, I would I would just play Gabe. All right. We're going to talk about some of the other ones who may pop free because I feel like, you know, Heat fans are going to panic about not getting some of the names on this list. But whereas the Heat are looking at a list where like other players who are more useful to them may become available. And so it may be smart not to act right away you just have to have the guy on your roster by march 1st they have some time if he's going to play in the playoffs all right so let's tell you about a couple more sponsors on five reasons sports network better edge you can still do this before the super bowl because we're putting this episode out early for this reason go to betteredge.com enter one of our competitions or just simply sign up okay simply sign up this is peer-to-peer gambling this is not you know, you're betting against a bookie and so you got to get paid from Costa Rica and it's not legal and you're going to get a knock at your door. Okay. None of that. Right. This is peer to peer gambling. And so basically you are betting against others on the app or on the, on the, on the web app. Okay. Which is pretty cool. Which is you can also find the line you want. Also, they got props for everything today, like everything, like how long the national anthem is going to be all that stuff. We're running these competitions. So go to better edge. It's B E T T O R edge edge.com use that code 5rsn the reason we tell you that this number 5rsn is they'll give you 20 dollars to play and then just poke around i mean you're getting 20 free bucks just do it uh so go to betteredge.com use code 5rsn also water cleanup that's our other sponsor of this episode we tell you about them all the time michael robert and the team they're based in boca they can handle your leaks your mold all that kind of stuff we know that things happen in the house you got to get them taken care of. Go to people that you can trust. I can tell you they've been doing great work out and ever since uh, all the issues with the hurricane and everything in Fort Myers. Michael's been going back and forth, helping them out. They're just good people. Uh, they do a great job. If they can't do their your job, they will tell you, which is – and they're not going to try to do it, try to take your money. You know, it's very hard to find honest contractors, okay? These people are honest contractors. We have not had any bad stories come back from this, and all the five-star re- reviews on Google tell you uh, these are good people. So go to Water Cleanup. Uh, Florida. You can, the website is WCUFL.com. That's WCU for water cleanup, FL.com. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's get to it here. Uh, let's get to the rest of this list. I, I, I'm going to read this one to you. You tell me what jumps out here. And again, there's no actual like definitive reporting about any of these guys. But these are guys who may have lost their roles, and there's been hints of it. So there's a couple big names at the top. Seth Curry, Kevin Love, uh, Ken Birch, who the Heat are familiar with, and I've actually tried to bring back at one point. Uh, Nerland's Noel, but a lot of conversation related to the Heat. By the way, he's not represented by Clutch anymore. He sued Clutch. It's probably a point in his favor for the Heat. Danny Green, Justin Holiday, one of the two Holidays, uh, obviously, who two brothers. Dario Saric, who has been linked to the Heat in some reporting. I have not confirmed that reporting, but he has. Ferkman Korkmaz. I can't believe I got that right the first time. Corey Joseph, who, who has who has destroyed the Heat at times. Derek Rose, who could have been had by the Heat a couple of years ago, actually, and has had big games against the Heat even in his sort of post-stardom phase. Thad Young, many times linked to the Heat, and Rashawn Holmes. We don't know, Greg, how many of these guys are going to be out there. Noel seems likely. Um, 
Danny Green obviously has long history against the Heat. <laughs> a lot of these guys do. Uh, my favorite player on any of these is Seth Curry. Um, of course. Yes. There's yes. no doubt. Um, and <laughs> but before we dive into this list, thank you for reading off all of uh, <clears throat> those names so that I did not have to and, and butcher anybody's pronunciation. I do want to shout out Timothy Bain uh, from the network. Uh, uh, follow Timmy on Twitter. Uh, he helped me with this list and he's super plugged into like what's happening where throughout the league. So I just want to give him a individual shout out for helping me compile this list on short notice. Anyway, uh, thank you, Timmy. Um, the other part of this is, as I look at those guys, Seth Curry is like, duh, he would be great. Um, I think Kevin Love, as much as I've made fun of him in the past, I think that there's also a role for him on this team. Um, funny enough, Noel and Birch, I think, you know, as backup bigs are fine. I just have a suspicion that they want to see your before they're going to necessarily go all in on a player who can only play the five. So um, maybe I'm making too much of that, but that's just my initial thoughts there. So as I look at this list, it becomes Thad Young or it becomes, is the point guard spot going to be precarious the rest of the way through, whether it be Lowry's health, Lowry's relationship or um, inconsistent play from Gabe or just needing someone to set them up. And when I asked that, uh, you know, I asked around like of these guards, like if we're really going to speak seriously about guards, because John Wall was the one that was getting laughed at in my text messages. They said, look at Corey Joseph. He's a playoff. Pro he's, you know, as good a playoff backup point guard as is out there. And Derek Rose. And I was surprised by the answer that came behind this. And that's that I guess he and Jimmy are um, are are in good are, are really good friends to some degree. I mean, I'm not going to speculate on their relationship. Well, here's what I can say. I, I don't know what the current situation is, but I know this. I know that there was a lot of talk when the two of them played together about problems together. And what I was told and then various social media posts sort of backed this up, I believe was from Jimmy that, that a lot of that was overstated uh, and patched uh considerably over time so i, I do i do think as, as far as i know the relationship is much better than it was perceived to be because the chicago media used to make a big deal out of that and and i've been told that too much was made of that at the time uh, both by people close to jimmy but also by reporters um who were kind of in that space at the time so I mean, the thing with Derek is, you know, Derek became a better uh, shooter over time, but obviously he's not going to solve your three-point problem. No. Seth Curry solves your three-point problem. Uh, Corey, Corey Joseph is interesting, and, and that is one of those you know, names that, again, the Heat fans are going to gravitate towards Wall and Westbrook and even Pat Bev and, and guys with bigger names. Corey Joseph just does the job. Like, that's always been the thing. Like, he's just, yeah, he's a very solid backup point guard. If you are turning – the team over to Gabe ostensibly as a 25 to 28 minute a game starter, then Corey Joseph can come in and do a lot of the same things. I don't know where Depot fits in this, but I'm just, if that's the type of guy you're looking to add backcourt depth. He's better then, than John Wall. Yes. Well, right. Because he, he's just, he fits with everybody. That's the thing. Like he's a fit. He may not again, have the pedigree of some of these other guys, but I mean, Corey Joseph came up in the, in the Popovich system. The heat are very familiar with him. But Seth Curry is the guy who pops. I, I guess before we close, um, how would you feel about Kevin Love? I think they could make it work. 
I think that there's, I mean, obviously the defensive stuff's going to drive me nuts, but I've heard he's gotten better there. I don't watch a lot of Kevin Love, um, but I would imagine that, uh, you know, there he can shoot from the edges. He's a big body that sometimes can go on tangents rebounding. They've become less and less frequent as the years have gone on. And I've been really difficult on Kevin Love. So there's, I have a soft spot to try to um, rebuild goodwill within the universe with the way that I talk about him. So I'll say that he definitely could find himself with a role, as could Ken Birch or Nerlens Noel. Danny Green gets a little weird because he can't really play the three to me, I don't think he can defend that way. So then it's just crowding the backcourt. And does he shoot that much better? I don't know. So like, that's where I would think that maybe you pivot and go get a guy like Thad Young who can actually play the four for an extended stretch. Um, but Seth Curry is definitely the prize on that list and the player that, um, although when the backcourt is already crowded, you take a guy who's shooting 42% or more from three this year uh, without asking questions. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, you know, kind of my thing with Kevin Love. I covered him for one year up in Cleveland. I was always fighting the narrative that he was anywhere near as good as Chris Bosh. So uh, that's kind faith. of where, yeah, in good faith. Uh, so you know, that's where I come down on it. I, I haven't uh, been. I've I felt he's been overrated at various stages of his career, but I also feel at this stage of his career that a he knows how to play. Okay, uh, he is a spacer, and he does know where the backboard is in terms of getting a rebound. And so, and and I I know that they've always kind of coveted his skill set. They they've all, I, there's a lot that Eric Spolster could do with his skill set. So I feel like they may be able to squeeze another few months out of him at least. And maybe at this point, he's kind of understanding, you know, what he is at this point and what he can contribute. I was a little surprised that the Cavs phased him out, but again, they, they are crowded in the front court and that's part of what played into it. So, you know, I haven't liked some of the antics over the past couple of years either, but I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, they're, they're, they're literally, I mean, they're playing Orlando Robinson, right. And we never thought they would be playing Orlando Robinson at this stage. And they're, they're counting into a certain degree on Yurt coming back when we don't even know if Bam and Yurt can play together because they were experimenting with that in the preseason and didn't look great. And then they never got to see it through. Hey, I have an idea. You think yes. Karan or Malik Allen could suit up because I feel like Malik could be the perfect four next to Bam. Yeah, I, I feel like Zoe could be the perfect five next to Bam actually, but we'll see where that goes. All right. Uh, we'll see if they sign any of these guys. I told you we wouldn't do this episode. I lied. So we did the episode. We will get back to the basketball on the floor over this week. Uh, Nuggets heat on Monday. Nets heat on Wednesday. Do want to mention before we go, we will be debuting playback. Uh, that is really cool, actually. Uh, we are going to watch the games with you, members of the Five Reasons Sports Network. There will be a stream that's up that you can view, and then you can comment with us during the game. This is a new product we're going to be using. If it works, we're going to be using it all the time. We're not changing our pregame or postgame or between game content, but we are simply adding this during the games. We'll also continue to do Twitter spaces as we do. We will drive you there from playback at halftime if you, if you want to communicate on that platform. But we're basically going to throw heat in your face all the damn time. So there you go. And then if this works, we'll do it with the Dolphins. We'll do it with the other teams in town if you got if you care. Uh, I don't know what a Marlins playback is going to look like on a Tuesday in June against uh, the Cincinnati Reds. But anyway, we'll give it a shot. But we are going to try it with Heat Nets.
on Wednesday night. So look for details about this on the Five Reasons Sports Twitter feed. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.